Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 193. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. Hello, folks. Welcome to the show. Let's have a good old time today. Sorry for that gross sound you heard. Uh, heard. As you can tell, or may not tell, AJ and I are... We're full, battling. Full of mucus. Right? The day we have our nice mics that pick up everything. Oh, I know, right? Is the day that we're going to sound so disgusting. Oh, yeah. Everyone. So um, We're hoping that you guys hear a significant increase in quality, because we have... The best podcast, Mike. You ever heard of Joe Rogan? Guess what? We have the same mics as him, which means we are just as popular. Just as popular, <laughs> just as big. So, <laughs> hey, Joe, give us a call, man. We'll sit around and play some pool or something, right? Yeah, man. Pool's anyway, fun. guys, I'm going to be honest. You know what Real Talk is, and if you don't, you might as well stick around and see. There's a link. If you want to ask a question about God or life, the Bible, click it. www.theremnant.live/real-talk. If you put that question in, Hit submit. It goes into our database instantaneously and anonymously so that you can ask the questions that you feel uncomfortable asking other people. I can tell my nose. I mean, I sound nasally. Me too, man. I get it. It's terrible. I'm sorry, guys. You're going to be grossed out all day. So before all the comments come up, they're nasty. Ooh, why are they doing that? Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. You know why. I can't help it, man. It got even worse since we started. I, I, I told you right before we started filming, my ears are like, I can't hear as well because I tried to blow my nose and now my ears are in that weird place where it's like airy. There's a trick I found. Grab your ears right here by the, mm-hmm. by the end of them and not pull them and go in circles. Like right here though. Like not just the lobe, the whole ear. Oh, gotcha. And like then right pull here. it away from your skull and, do it in, and put it in circles. This is a real talk fan club pressure. moment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's nice, isn't it? Uh-huh. This is good. Yep. There you go. This is the show. Uh, got a big show for you today. Got a lot going on. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, real Talk Fan Club, the real ones, you know who you are. Thank you so much for your support. By the way, <clears throat> you guys are part of the reason we got this new equipment that I'm pretty sure you're going to notice a significant sound difference, oh, right? According to you guys. Oh, yeah. Um, and we're just going to keep getting better and better. That's, that's, oh, yeah. Man. That's the plan. That's the plan. So yeah. we need you guys to help us out. Listen, I, I, I joke about this a lot, but I'm going to be serious. Let me take you back to 2020. 2020. You know the year. Weird year. year for us, all of us. Let me take you to early 2020. <clears throat> Guess what Real Talk was pulling in per week? You remember? We were look, we were pulling in at least. Not live. Just the, just at least four to five, six hundred yeah. views. I mean, Think about was... that. Four, between three and five hundred views, let's just say. Yeah. Okay? Three to five hundred. We did have some six hundred. Think about that, folks. Now we get a hundred. Now, to be fair... We're on a lot of different platforms now. We are. We are which spread, is Which spread I've out. heard, and, and fun term, I know, it's actually called we're kind of cannibalizing ourselves a little bit here. I don't know if you've heard that. And, and I've considered whether or not we are just, we need to just cut down on, on that. But it's possible. that being said, a certain thing happens in the world. A certain thing. shutdown. That's right. Real Talk does what Real Talk does, and we talk real. <laughs> yes, and we when do. we do, social media did not like that. Not at all. P.S., Something I'm going to talk about today, and it would be a good segue for, but remember I said this. Everybody mocked us, a lot, not everybody, a lot of people mocked us for the term shadow ban. Guess, yep. what's, guess what's happened? We've oh, got there's... proof that that was happening in social media, all of them. Okay, listen to me, folks. I'm going to come to this when we get to Real News, Real Views here. We have some real news for you. That's, that's a fact. So tying this all together. Yeah. Once we did that, once we talked about things and shared, we literally, the next week went, 
It's true, yeah. man. Now we've built back up, thankfully. We've slowly been able to get back but up. But part of it is we need you guys to share the show, man. Share the podcast. Share the um the video. Uh, if there's anything that encouraged you about this show, or you know, I know some shows lately. Listen, we're fully aware that that our qualities went down in the sense of it's been a weird year for us too. Has been a lot of challenges. Has we've been. been weird and goofy at times. Um, grumpy, sad, all that. But we all have it, right? And but that being said, if if this impacts you or you look forward to it or questions get answered for you that have helped you in your faith journey, regardless of whether you're a believer, a Christian, or you're not a believer, and you're just someone looking, would you just do us a favor and share this um, and, mm. and invite and maybe even do more than share, maybe even you know text it to specific people and say, hey, check this out. I think you'd like that. Because I know when you know Funturn will do that or you'll do that yeah. to you guys. When we send something to friends, it's way more likely they're going to listen. That's true, man. So we need your help. We want to grow this show, man. We want to we get – there really isn't a show like this. People can say what they want. There isn't. That's um, true, man. We're trying to do something different to advance the kingdom and encourage people and give people a platform to wrestle with tough questions. I love that, man, because I was literally about to say that. We give, we've given you guys a platform to ask the questions that you don't want to ask people that you, or you feel uncomfortable. We've given so you the sorry. platform. So you, you stole yeah. words, man. I love it. So that's that. Helps out, but uh, real ones, you're awesome. Um, Thank you, guys. <clears throat> we're very close to catching up, and then once we do, um, we're going to give you a specific date. And what that's going to be is probably it'll be something like the 10th of every month you're going to get your your merch. Nice. So um, you should be getting, I think we're, we're going to be two behind still because we have one for December and one for January. Yeah. But the plan is to get you that, extra content, all that cool stuff. Um, we got some really neat ideas. If there's stuff you're looking for, particularly content-wise, if you're like, guys, we would love to see how you set things up, or we would love to see just what's a day in your life. If there's something specific that you are in that you would love to see, you know, you guys you guys have got a voice at the table. You Let do. us know. Send us a message of what you'd love to see, or, you know, we'll get you excited, and we'll be, we'd be willing to do that. I love that, man. I think the first one was ridiculous, and, and you got a lot of crazy stuff there, man. <laughs> some of that was literally not, that was on our personal cell phones. Yep. It was, that's true OG footage right there, man. Yeah. Never before seen. I love it. I'm. I, I was really appreciative that we were able to put yeah. it out because I know how it can feel to not want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Guys, yes. Before we catch up in our lives, I have something to tell you. What is it? And it's heartbreaking, and it's something that needs to be discussed. Okay. Superman is gone. Superman is gone. Henry Cavill is no longer going to be playing Superman, and I blame it on The Rock. Thanks, Rock. Listen, you chose I'm gonna be, I'm gonna the worst moment to pick that can up and take a drink. You realize that, right? Oh, it was kind of no, a, no, not even. Oh, that's actually hilarious. I completely yeah, forgot the rocks on the can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I did it. That's actually hilarious. Well played. Never mind. Uh, as we support him, um, but yes, I think it's important for people to know. <laughs> Superman's gone. Henry Cavill will not be playing Superman. This is very sad, and here's why. Mm. As a comic book fan. I believe that there has probably been no one that looked the part more than Henry Cavill. Mm. He looked like Superman. This makes me sad more for the fact that you're sad. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you uh, for caring. You're welcome. He's a handsome man. He by is, the way. man. He's Henry Cavill, dude. in my opinion, is one of the handsomest men that I've ever seen. The thing with me, man, is I 
I love the idea of the comic book world. I just didn't grow up in it, and I was never. I was yeah, because you're always fascinated it. when we talk. I am, about man. It. I'm super fascinated, but I was just never, never exposed to that when I was growing up or anything. So, and I knew of your basic superheroes. Like I knew of Superman, you know, and Batman, all these guys. But like, it was one of those things. Where it was like because I didn't grow up in that. It's it's not much of an impact on me, but I will say that as far as people looking like Superman, I will agree with you that he looks yeah. a lot like Superman. And then what they're going to end up doing is finding some little fella, you know, some because apparently they want to go younger. And apparently Black Adam, you know, The Rock is like had that the hierarchy of the DC universe is about to change. Yeah, they're scrapping that. You're never going to see Black Adam again. <laughs> That's the truth. Because the guy who was in charge, the director of Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah, has been hired by the rival company Warner Brothers to head over the entire DC universe. Oh man! So he's they've just decided to scrap everything. Wonder Dude. Woman gone. That's gonna be. Um, they're still coming out with the Flash, which I wonder if they're gonna use that mm. to like reset the world. You know what I mean? Like a Flashpoint kind of thing. If you don't know what that is, that it's a, would that would be the it's best a thing. Nerdy comic do. book thing. So anyway, bummed about that. They're gonna go in a younger place, even though he's not old. By the way, AJ. Yes. Does it shock you that Henry Cavill is older than me? Does it, it make you feel weird it does not. to know that this man that you view as handsome Superman is older than me? You're a young, prospering man. Does that make you feel strange? <laughs> does that make you feel strange, viewers, to know that he is older than me? Because you thought I'm old, decrepit. I think I made my point. Now, one thing I do want to make a point with, since we're on superheroes and comics, yeah. is I never realized how much of an influence those universes had even on other TV shows. For example, Smallville. Mm-hmm. Never knew that was about Superman. <sighs> what uh, what did you think it was about? No idea. I just, I never really watched it, but I just thought it was some show. So, so, so be Lex real. Luther didn't tip you off at all. When was when did you uh, when did you realize it was about Superman? Somebody told me. Like when? Years ago. <laughs> but like it had been on for a while. Oh yeah. Did they make fun of you? I think they did. Yeah. <laughs> well, Smallville, classically known as the home of Clark Kent. Ah, uh, see, uh, yep, I would have known that. It makes sense now that everyone knew it was about <laughs> Superman. Did you even know it was about like guys with powers? No. No, so I had you no thought it was just a teenage soap opera, something like that, like, I was like, like One Tree Hill, <laughs> something along those lines. Ooh, oh, yeah. One Tree Hill people. Days of our lives. I dated a girl that watched One Tree Hill a lot. Who did? I dated a girl that watched One Tree Hill. You ever heard of that show? Oh, oh yeah, I've a heard. Big popular Tree Hill. show. Mm-hmm. I, did I get sucked in? No. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, those shows can be surprisingly good. Man. Anyway, this went off the rails, but I just wanted oh, you guys yeah. to mourn, send your Henry Cavill your well wishes. Yes. However. Other nerds out there, I've heard that Henry Cavill's pet project. Anyone here ever heard of Warhammer, the the game? No, it's like a big board too, game. Yeah. yeah, you do. We yeah. remember that place before we went to where they had those little that game based on those little like things. the whole shop was yeah. it essentially? Yeah. Yes. So they're making a movie about that, and he's going to oh, be in them. That's yeah. pretty cool. Oh, he's going to be one of the Iron Marines. What'd you say? I think he's going to play an Iron Marine. Or yeah, that makes sense. I wish he would do the bro. That the shop was pretty cool, man. I mean, yeah. they they were all in on that game. And it was clearly, you know, I am, once again, I'm not as big of a nerd. I'm, I would probably be considered an amateur nerd because I've, I've never been involved in all this stuff uh, up until maybe four or five years ago. And that was just for Dungeons and Dragons. That, 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 was, that is my you first. You lost half our Christian viewers because they think it's evil. Evil. But, I'm you a know. I, <laughs> but, anyway. but, 
you know, that's that's really been my my only exposure to the quote nerd world. So yeah. well, you mocked it a lot back in the day. I don't lie, I did a little there, there, bit. There's a I reason. <laughs> While you liked wrestling, you mocked us. It's true, man. So I had a different version of nerd in me. Yeah. Anyway, just want to let you guys know about Superman. Henry Cavill, we're with you, buddy. We're with you, Henry. I still, you're still my Superman, buddy. I was about to sing it, and I didn't. Dun, 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 dun. That went that went in a much different direction than I thought you were going to go. Yeah, I, was, I changed it. Because I saw you about to sing something. <laughs> I tell, yeah, I was. I, I was tell going what to. it was going to be. Anyway. Oh, you, my stuff. friend. Yeah. How you doing? I was supposed to ask you how your life's been. What's been going down <sighs> in China? Town? I've actually got some notes here. Um, well, that's good. <laughs> so, one thing. I'm actually going to pull up my phone because I'm going to start off with the Bible. Um, sure. I've been reading through Proverbs because I've been slowly making my way through this reading plan. This reading plan, by the way, wants you to read like three whole chapters a day through of Proverbs. I'm like, man, that's a lot of Proverbs to try to take in. So I've just been kind of doing it at my own pace. But I, let me see, I highlighted one. And, and I actually have a question in the midst of this for you. Now, the reason why is because I, I decided to highlight a couple of them in the message. Because I thought the, the way the message said it was really cool. So um, it's Proverbs 29.18. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are, they are most blessed. Mm. Now, that was the message. So my question was, is to whether, you know, this is for me, but also maybe to those of you who maybe you're a new Christian or, you know, you're, you're still new to reading the Bible. Because when I first started reading the Bible, I read the message. That's all I read. Yeah. And, and you told me probably not to. No, it's not anything wrong. I just said it's, it, you know, compared to other things. I think the message is really good for certain things like this. Like, yes. So, like, my question is, is I usually tend to read ESV. Mm-hmm. Like, my Bible is ESV. Mm-hmm. But... I feel like at least through this, through this, like what I was reading, the message was making so much more sense to me that I read most most of it in message. Is that wrong? Well, it's certainly not wrong. I think it's good to compare it sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know enough about this, like take First Corinthians sixteen thirteen, where the translation you know seems like it's not a huge deal. Courage versus act like men. Mm-hmm. You know, be courageous, act like men. Um, that's just a verse, by the way, that is changed. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I mean, I think it's good to kind of. I think it's really good what you said. If it helps you understand something, yeah, great. But it doesn't hurt to compare it just to see what the difference is. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, because I was going to, I guess I can read it real quick in, in ESV. I would, let me put it this way. The reason being, certainly the ESV is much closer to the original text. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, absolutely. And, that, and that's but, why but I was again, wondering. It's part of the... Oh, where'd it go? I lost it. Never mind. So yeah, I don't. It's it's certainly and the word wrong is very like I don't like that word because it's definitely not wrong. Or you know yeah, I mean? maybe like it's not preferable. Yeah, I, I I would I've I've done it before just to see how it how it uh, makes a section sound. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like what what does it look like? Yeah, man. But, but anyway, that's cool that it spoke to you. Yeah, it was really good because you know it talked about like. You know, it, it made me think of myself because I know, you know, if y'all have been watching the show, I, I can I go through these bouts of like doubt and, you know, and I don't see what God is doing in my life or other people's lives. And it really hinders me. So um, I thought that was really good. You know, but when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. And I was like, dang, you know, it made me think about like having my eyes open. 
So I wanted to start with that because, you know, I know I had a question, but it just, I don't know, man, scripture is just so good. And like, you know, it makes me always feel like convicted that I don't read it either. I don't read it or I don't read it um, with like, like actually reading it, you know, like I just kind of, I don't take it to heart. Yeah. Um, Why? What do you think that is? I think I get selfish. I get selfish with my time. Or I get selfish with like how I feel. Like I, I get more focused on how I'm feeling about the day rather than being in the moment and realizing that this is food for me. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think I, I turn it more into a chore than I do. Um, <laughs> like this is part of my relationship with Jesus. <laughs> you know, I tend to not view it that way. Yeah, sometimes. I get it. I was just curious. That mm-hmm. wasn't a judgmental thing. Yeah. Because I, so, I, mean, I, I struggled the same thing at times. Oh, absolutely, man. And it's like it's funny because like you can. It's it's funny how. There can be so many times when when I read scripture that it it affects me in like a positive way that I still find myself going back to those old ways of like not treating it as seriously because mm. I'm like dang it how many times do I have to see this mm. before I start to consistently you know yeah. actually do it it's just annoying <laughs> but so that that was the first thing I wanted to talk about um, second thing man was I, I was really thankful for your Christmas message. I just wanted to encourage you. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, you know, I had the honor, you know, uh, I had the honor of, you know, filming it. Yeah. And I was, you know, in there when just listening to you speak, you know, and it brought tears to my eyes, you know, and it made me think about the idea of being so blessed. And, like, that's hard because I have a lot of self-hatred, but, like, the message stood strong in my heart because, you know, I it made me realize, dude, there is so much to be blessed, you know, to, to be thankful for and and... So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Yeah. Welcome, man. I, I have a, I have something to share with you, dude, that we talk a lot about your, and even the way you kind of, now hear me, this isn't, stick to the end of what I'm saying before you think I'm like uh, being negative. Okay. But you so flippantly just said, I, str- I, I have a lot of self-hatred. So a long time ago, I told you this story where I was praying um, when we first started the church that we were at. And a lady come up to me, and I was kind of raw and real, and probably struggled with the same things. A lady come up to me and says, Todd, when you pray like that, you make me feel like I'm a piece of trash. Because if I look up to you, and if you're a piece of, you think you're a piece of trash, then you must think I'm a literal disgusting animal. Mm. So sometimes, man, I think you need to, like, recognize that people look up to you. And when you sit here and say you struggle with self-hatred, and they may look at you as a role model or a mentor, like, what does that say about them? Mm. That's interesting, man. Because I, I, I thank you because I, I guess I, I guess it changed my life when that when that lady said that, and it changed the way that I approach that stuff. And it doesn't mean that you can't share that, but I think sometimes, man, you're just so flippant with it because, like, hey, you know, it's kind of like the whole idea of if you're with someone who's really struggling, I don't know, with weight, yeah, right, and you have, and you're that person who is clearly still has like a six pack, but you're like, oh man, I'm so fat today. It makes that person feel like they're disgusting. Hmm. Do you get what I'm saying? It's the yeah, same man. thing. This is really good. And it's a good reminder. Cause I actually, I know we've had these, I think we've had this conversation in the past and like, I appreciate you saying something because, um, I, for a while, like, I think I've, I've been more inward focused on how like I, I speak and like how I, how it just really just in general have been living, you know, yeah. like it's been more inward focused rather than <laughs> focusing on the outward of like how I can affect people. Or, like, how, like, my words or my actions don't affect people. Like, I can buy into the lie that it only affects me. Mm-hmm. So I appreciate you saying that. 
Um, and I will be, I want to be more careful with that because like, you're right. Like we are in a plate, like a spot of influence. And it's like, you know, this is real talk, but also like, like you said, that is important. Real talk can't always be negative, man. It can't always be about how we hate ourselves. That's mm-hmm. like, that's glorifying that same mindset that leads people to making really bad decisions and like hiding and hurting themselves. Yeah. You know, that's all we seem to talk about sometimes. Hmm. Like, if no one knew you, what would they think you are? If they didn't know you beyond this show? If they didn't know me beyond this show, they'd probably think that this is, a, this is a sad guy. But hey, accept Jesus, everyone. He'll make your life, give you fulfillment. That's true. Yeah, man. You know, I don't hear you. And I know, and I me either, man. I look like a grumpy guy or whatever I may look like. You know, sad too. And like, it's okay because there is some sadness in the world, but... I think that's something that this show has really gotten away from. It's, it's, I'm, I kind of confess, man, I think we glorify sadness. I think mm. we glorify depression. I think it's, and I don't understand it. You know, I don't understand why that's all that's talked about. I think it's, hmm, I think which that. Which in this case, you weren't really talking about it. You just made a flip of comment. You're a real conversation, which was cool. Like today isn't necessarily an example of that. Right. Because right? you were saying, hey, this encouraged me. But in general, I think. Like you, it's almost like, hey, we you were sharing a positive thing, and you had to inject that, hey, well, I hate myself, like in the middle of it. That's really good, man, because I think that there can be a a subtle, like I sometimes I don't think I I consciously realize it, but there can be a pressure that like there has to be some sort of bad because then like it's fake. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. how weird is that? Why is it that in order to be real, it has to be negative? Hmm. I don't Unless know. Unless that's really what you're thinking, because like. Hmm. That's not true for me. I mean, I might even if I let's say I'm sad sixty percent of the time, okay, which isn't true, but let's say it is, yeah, right. Or I hope it isn't. <laughs> I why would I never talk about the forty? That's really good, man. I don't know why you wouldn't talk about the forty, because I, that I I relate to that because a lot of the time I I don't talk about the forty, like yeah. in this instance, in this, yeah, particularly in the show. I get what I know what we're trying to do. Part of it is we're trying to relate to people that are struggling. Um, and I think that's good, right, to let people know. And I'm not saying we shouldn't be real. And, like, this is a pretty real show right now because we're just talking. Yeah. But I do think that's something that people that don't know us, and that's not, when you look back at older episodes, I don't think that is how we were. Hmm. Yeah, man, I feel like you're right. It was more of like a cel- it was like, I felt, felt more celebratory. Yeah, it's a good word. Thanks, man. So, and, and, like, <sighs> and that's even just, like, reflecting my my own, like, how I used to be on the show. Mm-hmm. Like, I agree with you, man. I think I was a lot more positive, and I was seeing a lot more of... I was seeing God moving a lot more than I am currently, and I think that's why this stuck out to me. The thing is, you're still pretty positive in your day-to-day life. Like, you're able to... Even though inwardly you might be, you know, feeling down. Yeah. You're, you're still really good, let's say, compared to me, at, at being, you know, more positive in the way... You, it's just interesting. Just something I want to bring up about both of us, because... Yeah. And, and the thing people don't realize, too, is, for instance... Typically, we film this show on a Tuesday. Tuesday's a rough day for us. Yeah. In general. I know it is for me. Long days. I barely sleep. Mm-hmm. All of us. Um, you know, it's just, anyway, just something to think, guys. Switching gears. Yeah. Coming back to what you said, because you mentioned, I asked why, and you said time, and this is so weird and cool. So, you know that I've been looking into this time sadness thing, right? <laughs> Yeah. But I also stumbled on this guy today. This was today. I haven't even told you guys. They're interviewing this young guy. It was this social media thing. I have no idea what it was. And it said, and it started, so the interviewer's like, so you're retired at 37? The guy's 37, he's retired. Wow. And he goes, they, he just caught him on the street. And the guy goes, yep. 
and he wasn't arrogant. And he goes, well, you know how that happened? And he's like, well, I got into um, computer science, and I started up a couple tech companies, and I sold a company to Shopify. Oh, wow. And then he ended up working for Shopify after he sold it to him, and then ended up, he kind of made some big money in, in some other thing, right? Yeah. But none of it sounded bragging. He was just explaining what happened. So that's not the point of this. So the interviewer then says, you know, man, because apparently this whole deal with this this channel or whatever is they interview people okay. on the street. And he goes, you seem a lot more, like, relaxed than most of the people that I interview. Like, you're a lot more present. Hmm. And the guy goes, and it's true, the guy was really calm. He goes, well, I think I'll, I really buy into to." He's let me back up. He said, I think a lot of people are into this hustle and bustle, grind hard all the time, time is money type thing. And he said, What I've realized is, you know, I don't use my time to get money. I used my money to get time. And the concept behind that is, and I've heard it before from other successful people, is that's how they view it, right? Their time is their most valuable thing, which is why they found out ways to become financially independent so that they can spend their time doing the things they want to do, right? They get to decide how they spend their time. Here's how, what my point is. It's not even about wealth, though. There's something in that. Yeah. Because um, not everybody's going to get to do that, you know, retire at 37. But what I will say yeah, that's, is... That's rare. It's kind of what I'm saying, man, is, is time is valuable. You've probably heard people do this whole analogy of, if I, gave, if I said, do you want a billion dollars, would you take it? Hmm. A billion? Yeah. Why are you even overthinking this? Oh, if I came and asked you it. if you want to, okay, a million. Oh, either way. 500,000. Yeah. What if I said, okay, I'll give you a billion dollars, but you have to give me your right finger? Hmm. I'd probably do it. Okay. What if I said, okay, here's a billion dollars, but tomorrow you're going to die? Wouldn't do it. Yeah. Why? Because, I mean, there's, it's a, there's no point in that money. But that's how you live. Hmm. <laughs> right? And, and that's how we live a lot of times, is we live like... Tomorrow is not valuable. Even though we just said if someone came and said, I'll give you money, but I'm taking tomorrow, we wouldn't take that deal. Mm. Now, apply that to us that aren't rich, and some of us out here listening is like, how much of your time do you spend dreading tomorrow? How much of your time do you spend saying, I just can't wait till the work week's over so I can get to the weekend? And we talked about this the other day, and maybe I said on the show. So you're literally saying you're living your life for two days out of seven. Man, dude, and that is such a yeah. And I and I think so when I when I was thinking about this guy, this rich guy, right? I was yeah. Like, okay. Well, clearly we have to. We're not in the same place, this guy. But I do think, and you know, I've thought this for a long time. What I'm about to say, I think that we get trapped in the way culture tells us to be. That isn't always even necessary to do. So say you're out there right now and you work in a factory and you have to work from four to three. Yeah. Okay? That's just your life, or four to two. I don't know. Every day, Monday through Friday. A lot of people they do this, right? They work from four to four to two. Yeah. I'm gonna just and if this is you out there, I'm not shaming you. I'm just I'm trying to like think about what I've thought. Because I've worked at a factory before. I get this. Oh yeah. So four to two. You come home, you sit down, you quote rest, you think about going somewhere, but you're so tired, right? You eat dinner, you watch TV, then you you're like, Well, I have to go to bed at eight o'clock or I'm not gonna be able to get up in the morning. So you go to bed. Yep. Okay, so you have Let's say by the time you get everything done, maybe three hours, right? That's it. And then you're dreading tomorrow, and you go to sleep, and you do it over and over again. Is that really life? Yeah. Versus, let's say you had to work four from two. You can't change that. 
right? Which is why if you look up success, and I told you guys this before, particularly men, all the top successful men in the world, meaning financially, business-oriented, do you know what they say the number one thing is if you want to start being successful? I think of your physical fitness. You want to be a successful man in this world, get your fitness in order. That doesn't mean you have to be a fitness model, but you need to be physically healthy. Why? It all ties together. If you're physically healthy, yeah, meaning you exercise, sorry to be scientific proven, you're going to have more energy, right? You're going to have, if you're eating right, all these things, you're going to have more energy, which means what? When I get off at 2 o'clock, it doesn't feel like I'm dead. I'm able to go and work out and laugh. Because yeah, if you man. think I have two till, let's say you do go to bed at nine. By the way, <clears throat> you're an adult. Who gave you a bedtime? Hmm. You know, this, the idea of bedtimes as adult is Culture. blows my mind, man. There are people I know, good friends of this church, and they may get offended. Like, well, I got to be, be in bed at eight. I have to. Like, I understand if you're tired. But mm-hmm. sometimes you're not tired and you're going to bed at eight because some magical invisible mommy or daddy told you that you have to go to bed at eight or you can't get up in the morning. That's yep. not true. Take it from me. You may not be feel great. You can function with little sleep. You can. <clears throat> not <clears throat> not long-term and not healthily. That being said, <laughs> I'm sorry to rant, but do you get what I mean? Absolutely. So, like, <clears throat> I think there's people out there, it's like, man, going back to time, like, you're wasting your time, man. Hmm. You're wasting your time. And, and for you even, like, you're wasting time being sad about time. Me that's too. So true, me too, man. by the way. Yeah, it's such an irrational thing. It's not even about it being irrational. See, that's, that's why I feel like we're not being real right now. Because I'm not talking to the real you. Like, that's, you know it's irrational, but you're not really thinking about it. Hmm. Like, okay, so it's irrational. Does that help you stop doing it? No. So, like, my point is, like, does, do you really think about that? Hmm. Because let's say it's a couple weeks ago on a message that we did here that I did here. I asked the question, what's that thing that you're waiting for to make your life better? You remember this? Yep, I remember. So I'm going to ask you this: Did you do you remember answering the question to yourself at all, or did you just were you too busy? I remember thinking that the one like I had a couple things, and one of them was um, one thing that, and this is kind of it's kind of like general, sure, but it was more like a a purpose because I I've felt purpose like I I can <clears throat> tend to not feel like I have a purpose a lot of the time. <clears throat> you don't have a purpose, okay? That's what it feels like a lot of the time. Yeah, what are we doing here? What are you telling people? What what is this? Hmm. Like you, so something. This is really real. We should not do this. What I'm about to do. This is being too raw. We're on a show talking about God. While you just said, "I don't have a purpose in life." Hmm. Now, now I am not picking on you because yeah. I do the same thing, right? You know I do the same. Yeah. Thing. I'm just trying to share with you, I guess, to encourage you or like help you these things I've been thinking lately. For myself. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, so what would be a purpose? So a purpose would be, like, having this thing, like, having this thing that I know is, like, that I'm I'm striving for. Like, having, a, like, a goal. So, like, a tangible thing. Yes. Because a lot of the time, I feel like I'm floating. So okay. it's like. Well, what would that be? What would be an example of that if you had to make one up? Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't even have to be attached to your normal life. Just like, what's an example of a purpose for someone else? Like, and like, I would say like a career, for example, okay. like, like actually like pursuing a career. And for me, that's hard because I tend to, you know, I, I can tend to kind of get, um, cold feet a lot of the time when it comes to like picking a path and going. Mm-hmm. So like, um, 
I would say that that's that's a good example of that. So like when I say like having a purpose, it'd be like man, like actually picking that that path and going and committing because a lot of the time I can get that cold feet and I get and I get scared or I get you know I get worried. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I would say that you know even as a kid, I've always wanted you know a wife and kids. Um, you know, it's funny. I always kind of went back and forth between like wanting to live that crazy, you know, music life, you know, for those of you who've listened for a while, you know, I, I've had, I used to have the goal of like wanting to go on tour and like, you know, go tour America and like do all this stuff. And like, I've had this, so there's one side of me, it's one of that. And then I've also wanted the wife and kids, um, which to me has always felt like it, it conflicts a lot of the time. But, um, so if you thought, Lord forbid, you knew that you had three months to live. Would you worry about that? No, man. I'd probably not. Because time is so short. Okay. Here's the only difference, man. You know you're going to die. You just don't know the day. That's true. (laughs) Now, I'm not saying that to mock it. So because you're a man, you want a purpose. I don't think that's wrong. Yeah. I'm just asking things I'm asking myself. So you said career, getting married, and all this stuff, Okay. But you've been around long enough now to see some of our friends and people we know get married, people in our church, just close friends. Yeah. What ends up, do they, does it fulfill them completely? Absolutely not. But is, so isn't it ironic? So I've wondered if part of the curse, right, part of the, the, the flesh of this life is the realization and the desire for more and more to fill a hole that nothing in this world can fill. Hmm. And I, I mean, we know that, right? We know it, but do we really live in that? No, I don't think I do all that. And I'm not trying to like, I hope I'm not coming off negative. Not at all. Because these are things I'm thinking too, man. It's so going back to your purpose and a career. Okay, well, go get What are you waiting for then? I think that I, so I feel like God has given me everything that I've ever wanted, but I'm still terrified of it. So I feel like I've found what I've wanted to do, but I but I've been very but I've been very like j- jumpy with it, or like not that's not the word. I've cold feet. I've still had cold feet about it. All right, now I'm not picking on you, but I'm going to tell you, you sound crazy, and I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, you. This is what you said. Tell me where I'm wrong. I'm. I if I had a purpose, I would. I would. I need a purpose in life. Okay, God's given me a purpose. Mm-hmm. And I've rejected it. <laughs> but you just told me that that's what you're waiting for. Yeah, it's kind of a weird conundrum that makes no sense. I'm not mocking it. I think that's that's us as humans. We don't make sense all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, because, like, you know, even, like, if I break it down even to, like, interests, you know, or, like, anything like that, like, you know, when I was in high school, you know, I only had a couple things that I enjoyed, and that was, you know, music, and then there was also, like, being creative. I just like to be creative, and I it didn't really matter how I was being creative. I just liked to do it, and I knew that, you know, if I was ever going to do anything in life, I wanted to be creative in some way. And so, like, you know, I've been given the opportunity to be creative as as work. And I think, you know, it's one of those things where it's almost, like, so surreal in the, in the fact that this has happened. I'm like, it almost scares me even to this day. I'm like, and then, and then I get cold feet about it because then it's like, man, like, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to screw this up at least not as much as I already have in a lot of ways. You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I think I think I tend to like not dive in still a lot of the time because I I still get that cold feet and and it scares me. So so when I so then when when you're when you're preaching and like you ask that question, right? Like like 
you know, what is, what is that thing? And then when I say like a, it's almost like I doubt that I'm, I doubt that I know God's given me everything I wanted, but it's like, I doubt that I can hold on to it. Does that make sense? I mean, I think it makes sense, man. I just, yeah, I don't know. I don't want to keep going on to it, but it makes me just keep asking questions because I think that you're in this circle, like, and a lot of people are, so I think it's cool that you're sharing, in this circle that is so irrational because you don't want to say what it really is. Hmm. The fact is, you don't believe Jesus. I mean, we can sit here and dance around all I want, but, like, if I ask all these questions to try to get you down to it, it's going to waste time. At the end of the day, you don't believe what it says. Hmm. That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, true. that's what it right? Because... He's giving everything he wanted, but I'm supposed to hold on. And the first thing I'm going to say is, like, I don't understand. Like, why do you think he would give you something that you don't have the capability to hold on to? Hmm. Now, I get it, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes I think it's interesting talking to you. But what I love about your openness is I do think you speak for a lot of people. Because the cool thing about you is you're at least aware of these things. You're not just living out of it. You're, you're, you're able to, to articulate where you're at yeah. because you're thinking about it. And a lot of people don't. Hmm. So I, I do think that's a really cool thing. And listen, I'm not judging you because I can be there. What I think sometimes the difference between me and you is I can, I think that, I'm not saying one's better than the other, but I think I can just admit that at the end of the day, mine's based on faith or lack thereof. And it's like yours never seems to come to that. I see what you're saying. Yeah, like I don't, I don't get there. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, hmm. Because I'm just trying to pretend I'm watching this show, man. And it just, to me, I think it's just going to leave people confused. Hmm. But we're going to give them answers about their life. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I think I think it's awesome if we're showing people the real us and that we wrestle the same things. But all we're doing is telling them there's no answer. Like, I think sometimes hmm. un- inadvertently you're telling people there's no answer. So the message that it kind of gives is, hi, life sucks, and but, hey, you'll die and go to heaven one day. Yeah, and that's, and that's definitely not the message of or is the Bible. It? But is that what you think? Hmm. I don't know because I know I've experienced, like, I've experienced so different than that. You know, like, I've experienced what it is to have purpose. I have experienced those things. So it's like, I think for me, it's, I've been wrestling through, like, a hard time. But are you wrestling? Hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm asking. I'm not being a sarcastic punk. I'm saying yeah. if you're wrestling, then there would have to be, you would have to have some answers for yourself. So here's what I mean. Like, when I'm, re- like, 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 when you're wrestling with something, it, you tend to have some answers that you give yourself, even if they don't fully make you feel better. Does that make sense? Yeah. You just seem to sometimes, and we all do this. I know I do, and maybe some of you guys out there do too. We'd love to hear from you. You end up saying the problems and telling yourself you're wrestling through it, but you're not actually wrestling through it because you're not seeking an answer. You're just saying this is the problem. So it's like I, okay. So like we've talked about the Kairos moment before. Like, Are you really going through it all? No, and that's – so, I, okay, I see what you're saying now because I just – I think you're right. A lot of the time I will get to these places and then I just accept them for what they are and not trying to figure out, like, that there is, there is like, something different. There is an answer, and, I, and then I don't – Well, you give, you've time. given an answer. This is life. It sucks, and there's no hope. Mm. I see what and you're I'm saying. And I'm just going to, like, wait until I have, like, mo- brief moments of happiness. It's what it seems like, and I'm not – Again, I'm not being a punk. No, man. And I, don't think I, you are I, I do this at times as well. Like, part of me being able to say this to you is certainly I get it. You can't control how you feel, man. And I'm not trying to beat you up because you feel what you feel. Yeah. What I'm trying to encourage you in is you got to come up with an answer, dude. Mm. Like, you have to start. 
And I think all of us do. Otherwise, this doesn't make any sense. And that kind of ties in with something I'm going to talk about in a little bit, like I want to bring up, about these Muslim, Muslim, um, Muslim, right? I think that's how they pronounce their own, but uh, apologists that yeah. I've been listening to, man, unadvertently. So, like, Todd, what are you doing? I'm not afraid of it. I'm going to listen to what they say. Yeah. And one of the things that is interesting, man, is they use what we're doing right now as proof that our faith isn't real. Hmm. Oh, wow. They don't sit around and have the questions, at least outwardly, you have and I have. So do you think is that do you think that's because we're too emotion based in Protestant Christianity? Hmm. We're too focused on emotion. And I that is me. Right. 100%. And we don't like non denominational. Um and, and again, emotion, God created emotion, so it's good, but we are so focused on spiritual highs that we just don't accept the idea, like, we don't really want to ever focus on the ideas of faith being about obedience, being about walking, having little to do with emotion. Like, do you think martyrs want to die? Absolutely. Do you think they emotionally have this excitement about dying? You say you don't think so, but when you really read those stories, do you really put yourself there? Do you think that they want to say, chop my head off rather than deny Christ? I think our generation is obsessed with emotion, and I think that's what's led to the to so many of them leaving the church. Is mm. I and I'm not saying this is you because I know yeah. you, but I think and I'm gonna I guess I'll say this to a lot of people out there. Um, not just our generation, by the way, that's a lie. But hmm. we just were seeking spiritual highs. So life is like this. Hey, I have this like cool service or cool music, emotional spiritual high. Crash, everything sucks in life. Spiritual high. And it's like when I look at the Bible and I look at the way, right? Mm. They call it the way, following Jesus. I don't see that, man. I think that, dude, that's so good. And it, it makes me like, I'm thinking, it's making me think about like my own like walk and like my journey. Yeah. And it makes me think about like, um, I think you're right about the whole like belief, like like when it comes down to it, like I don't believe what the Bible is telling me to believe all the time. Well, maybe I'm making this more like I hope I'm not complicating it for people. These are just things I think about myself, you know. So I don't yeah. mean to like mess with you. I'm just trying to, I don't know, man. I don't want you to have to constantly live there. And I feel like we are kind of in a loop. Hmm. And I feel like it's unfair to people if we don't dig into this and we don't sit here and like show them you know, what we say off camera, because this is the kind of conversation on camera, like, you, do you really want to stay in a place? Do you think Jesus wants you to focus on the fact you hate yourself? Like, you really think that that, he's sitting in the room and you just throw out, man, I struggle with self-hatred and move on. Like, mm-hmm. like that, that is something that he is pleasing to him? No, because like you said, there's no hope in that. Well, I mean, what are you saying about him? Hmm. What's the cross? That it wasn't enough. Like if, I mean, if you're, I saw, you're I no, settle. you're just you're working. You're missing the point. You're a piece of trash that wasn't worth him saying. So why would he die? Saving him. Mm. Now again, I don't want to get on the other end because emotions are real. So like, what you feel is real, dude. Yeah. Right. And I'm not saying that you have to like you're a bad Christian if you feel this way, guys. That's not what we're saying. What I'm saying is we've got to like. It goes for all of us. And I struggle with this too. You know this. I struggle with being down and sad sometimes. Yeah. And, and that's why when I meet people uh, like Triple B, right? He's a big fan of the show who just has a joy, man. And he would tell you himself he didn't always, he wasn't always like that. Hmm. Or I think of a Bethany or I think of these people we know who are joyful people. And <clears throat> their circumstances aren't always perfect. Hmm. Um, no, I guess, I, guess I won't talk about you anymore, man. I guess I'm tired of telling people 
you know, to believe things that don't seem to be evident in my life. And I've got, I've got these apologists from other faiths going out there and, and converting people. Hmm. I mean, you know, and I get almost angry. Like, because I've always said this. If Jesus isn't real, then, then following this, this faith that we do, this culture we do, is ridiculous and, and crazy. Like, you're crazy to be in this if, you don't really be, if we don't believe this. That's right, though. You are. But everybody would say I'm right. Mm. But they keep doing it, right? Like, Yeah. Me too. I'm just, I guess, man, like, for you, for the people in the show, like, I'm tired of hearing us talk about that with no answer. Hmm. It makes me, so, like, it's making me reflect a lot more on, like, on how, like, like how my journey has been since I first, like, you know, like, since I first started coming to church and how, um, and how, you know, my walk has been and, like, how, you know, the journey has, has progressed. And I think that it makes, it make, so this is, and I, I think this is an answer. And maybe you, you can help me because I, I, I think this is an answer. But, like. And I don't mean to speak for you, dude. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to corner you. No. I'm trying to. I, I, you're helping me process, man, because, like, I think this is a part of me that I didn't want to face or this is a part of me that, like, I didn't know was there. And so it's hard for me to see. But, you know, with what you're saying now, I think it's, it's, it's opening that, that part. And that is that I think that even in the midst of, because I can tend to look back at certain years of my faith now since I've been in long enough to do that, and I can see, like, oh, like, that was a much better time. Or that was, like, me, quote, stronger in my faith. But I think that now that I'm hearing this and, like, I'm, I'm processing and, like, thinking through and reflecting, I think that a lot of my faith for a lot of my journey, even from the beginning to now, has been feelings-based, whether good or bad. And I can see how yeah, I can see how that that can kind of like shake my foundation a lot of the time, and why, you know, why I can tend to not always believe because if it's if it's kind of always been based on emotions, man, like of course it's going to be up and down so severely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It, it reminds me of, and I've talked about this before. You know, when Jesus was handing out bread and fish, there were three thousand, five thousand people there. When he started talking about crucifying your flesh and following him, nobody wanted him anymore. Hmm. And, you know, I guess the question you got to ask yourself is, are you following the bread or the bread maker? Hmm. Like, which one do you want? Yeah. And, 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 that's, and that doesn't mean, because I think that's what you're saying, and you got to start seeing it that way. The promise was not that life is going to have situation, be situationally better. It's not the promise. That's not the promise, and that's part of the, the reason I get fired up about the gospel in America is we say prosperity gospel is only the stuff that has to do with, hey, you're going to get rich if you do this right. Prosperity gospel's infected a lot of the things that we do, man. Like, even the idea when I talk about looking in the mirror, you know, that's almost been twisted in our church the negative way, like, sometimes. You know, when we talk about looking in the mirror, it means, hey, you got to see how bad you are to appreciate how good God is. That's, what the, that's the meaning of it, and there's freedom in that. And um, I think, you know, the, the early believers, when you look in the Bible, a lot of their joy came from the fact that they did believe they lived in the kingdom now. They believed that Jesus was returning imminently, meaning he could happen now, that he was going to come back, he was going to fix what he, he did, that, you know, that he moved in their lives. Hmm. Um, and I don't think that the modern church thinks that way and lives in that kind of mindset. 
Instead, we're constantly focused on, well, God's with me if I'm happy all the time. Whereas Paul said, and I was been reading, right? I, and I'm going to paraphrase here. He said, I found the secret to contentment in all situations, whether hungry or full, rich or poor, and that is Christ. And I'm, that sounds corny. And I think that's what we've got to do, man. And even us, we, make, we take it lightly. Like, how much are you really reading the Bible, dude? How much are you really praying? How much are you really doing? Like, cut the crap yeah. and tell the truth. You know, and that goes for all of us out there that are struggling with it. Unless we're doing what he told us to do 100%, we don't really have a, a, a leg to stand on to say that he's not fulfilling his promise. That's so Because here's what he said. He said, if you do this sin, it's going to lead to death. And we're always like, well, I'm still alive. I'm not just talking about death. It's not just death of your body, man. It's death of your self-esteem, your emotions, your relationships, your hope, your joy. Hmm. That makes a lot of sense, dude. And like... You know, when it comes down to it, like you said, like at the end of the day, I I haven't been following. I haven't been doing what he's told me to do. Yeah, and I'm not trying to. I don't even that. I don't want you to like simplify everything. I'm not trying to get you to just accept even in that that you're a piece of crap because I think that's where you end up. Okay, well I suck. That's not the point of all this. The point of what I'm trying to get you to see is is that you, you know, and and me too. Okay, what guys like us need to accept is. Why, why are we glorifying being sad? Hmm. Why do we not focus on joy? Why are we not focused on the living king? And I don't know. Why don't we want to read the Bible? Hmm. Why don't we want to pray? Why don't we want to love people? You know, how often, I mean, I'm just going to be real with you. How much are you thinking about loving other people? You, don't, you can't have time for it because all you do is, uh, most of what you do appears to be on the outside of people that know you is hate yourself yeah. Trash yourself. So, I mean, dude, all you're doing is looking in a mirror while people are starving and hungry and pointing out, well, I got a pimple here. I suck here. My hair's dirty. You know what I mean? That's what we all do. Yeah. That, and you're right. Cause Me like, too. At times. Yeah. And you're right. I don't have, cause like, that is what I do. Like, I don't have, I don't have time to love others. Like when, when I'm in this place, like I don't. Well, that's, what's been different about you. If just as a friend is you used to love people and look for ways to do that, and I don't see that in you as much anymore because mm. you definitely still love people, dude, because you speak into things. That's one of the things I really admire about you. Like you just did it this morning. You're very encouraging, right? But it makes me sad because that's definitely a gift and a cool thing that God used you in the kingdom for. And I think me too, man. It's just hard. If you focus on everything that's wrong in this life, well, I mean, there's no room for joy. There's no, no room there's for not. happiness. And I can, you know, I appreciate you saying that. Me because, too. Because, like, I, I can see that when I was at my peak of that, of, like, loving people like that, was when my relationship with Christ was the strongest, easily. Your situation wasn't any better. No, not really. When I actually, like, look it at it. It was worse. <laughs> you know? It so was worse. Like, like, do you really believe that, though? Because I don't think you do. Your situation was worse. I'm not going to tell your business right now, yeah. but you need to, like, face some reality, dude. You're in a way better situation in your life than you've been. That's true. And yeah, I don't think you think that's true. Do you really think that's true? Hmm. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you do. But like, if you really sit and think about it, I could make a list of where you were versus where yeah. you are. And you still, which I do this too, and we're going to talk about that. Like, we glorify the past. You and I both admit we're very sentimental. Yes, we are. So we tend to look and like glorify the past. Even if it was bad, even well, if. we don't remember the bad, right? Because there was good in it. But here's the crazy thing: 
in five years, you're going to look back now and probably not remember how bad this was. I'm like, man, I wish I was back there with those guys hanging out and that's doing true. Show. That's true. That's what I guess these are the things that I've been dealing with. Now I feel like I'm rambling, but no, that's man, stuff that so. I've been wrestling with myself. Hmm. I think that, um, you know, you're asking me, like, is that how you really feel? Um, I think in some instances, yes. In some instances, no. I think that as far as situationally, I think you're right. I can recognize that I'm in a much better place now than I was then. And like, um, but I think relationally, that's where I, I think I stumble like relation, like relationally, I think I was much better then than I am now. And I think it was, it was better than it is now. But you know what you're notice what you're doing. You're still talking about better and I'm worse now. Yeah. You're still talking about it in terms of you being worse or better as a, as a human being. Yeah, and that's not healthy. Well, yeah, I think that, like, I don't view it that way. Because hmm. so you're the same guy, right? So, like, if I right now, okay, if I go outside and I sit in the mud, there's a lot of mud, okay, inherently am I a different person? No. Okay, what if I roll around in the mud? You're still the same person. Like, really think about that. Okay, and I come back in here and I take a shower and I'm all dolled up for best I can be on camera. <laughs> am I am I different than the guy that was in the mud? No, you're not. What's you're then? What's the difference? You're just you just wash yourself off. Okay, so what's the difference? What what was the difference between the two? Uh, I mean, there really isn't one. You're overthinking it. The only di- there was a difference. I was dirty and now I'm clean. My situation was different. I was sitting in the mud versus sitting in a chair. At the end of the day. My value is still my value, right? We would say somebody who wants to kill themselves, for instance, for, for, for being in the mud is in a dark place because we recognize that their value isn't determined by the situation. And I think sometimes you're, you're maybe, I don't know, right? Like you live in this world where your situation dictates your worth. Hmm. That, yep. And by the way, you're not alone. I do that. Yeah. Like, I'm saying to you that I do that. And mine's typically wrapped around not necessarily my situation, but my actions. When I sin, I'm a piece of garbage. Yeah. Right? Or, if you know, and when I don't, it's that old trick we've talked about, right? You know, if I'm good for two weeks, what, what's good? Hmm. You know, I haven't done this one thing or whatever else it is. And I think a lot of people out there, we're waiting for our situation to make us feel whole when what Jesus is trying to tell us is, the situation without me will never make you feel whole. That's really good, man. And like, you get what I mean? Yeah. And what, what does that mean, Todd? Okay, well, I'm saved. Why do I still feel that way? You're saved, and you hinted at this, which I think is cool. And it isn't, I think you were right. I was just kind of picking on you for the words. Yeah. The, long, the farther we get, this is what I'm pondering for myself. The, the less time I spend with God, the less I remember my value. And when I, when I forget my value, then I start to judge my value based on my traits, my success, my situation, and that's why it's never measuring up. Whew, man. So that's why people that are filthy rich can still commit suicide. When, when we look at it, and there's people out there right now who would say, well, if I had that, I would be happy. I'm like, no, you wouldn't, because it would always be the thing you don't have. Because outside of Jesus, right? I mean, this is where this stuff gets real, man. Is and I'm and I'm with you. And this yeah. is where I'm I'm trying to just I'm not even gonna tell you to catch up on myself because I'm doing it with you right now. Yeah. But that's what I mean. 
And I just, we're so self, at least I'm so self-focused sometimes. Yeah. With my sadness and, and that's all I think about, you know? Or if, the only way I don't think about it is, because I shouldn't say it's all I think about. I'll, I'll serve people, right? And I'll work. That's yeah. for me. I'll work, quote work. Now think about it. Keep moving. You know me. That's mm-hmm. part of my flaw, right? Yeah. I run from it. Mm. <clears throat> but I don't know, man. If I knew tomorrow was my last day, would I think about the things that I spend most of my time thinking about? And if the answer is no, and I can't speak for you, but for me it's no, something's wrong. So we live in a world that's filled with self-help books, and they would tell you these things, and it's good stuff, right? Mm. But we don't actually make a change to reflect that. You're right, though. So right. from so I don't know for you, but for me, that's where, where I'm at now is what does the change look like? Mm-hmm. And and there's some tangible things. Like sometimes, let's say like you're not getting enough sleep. That could be a big thing for some people. You don't get enough to eat. Like remember, that's why I said physical health is on the number one thing. We got to kind of take care of ourselves so yeah. that we can think clearly. Mm. But then what else changes? Well, that's kind of why we, we turn it into a joke. Like I don't have fun. That's a real thing. Yeah. And when you don't have fun and allow yourself to have fun, then life just becomes another, uh, this endless list of obligations. Mm. And then you don't even appreciate why you're doing it. Nope. Mm-hmm. And then it's overwhelming and there's a lot of pressure. And fun, by the way, is, well, the Bible doesn't say you have to have fun title. Okay, call it rest then. It's whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Because true rest is not sleeping, right? Always. It is part of mm-hmm. it. It's the feeling of like, okay, I don't have anything else to do right now. And I can just breathe. Yep. Huh? And like, I rambled, but no, no dude, not at all. That makes sense because, yeah. like, what have I told you guys that is, I don't know, actually, I may not have told you this, Todd, but the thing that has changed my life recently because you guys hit me with a bunch of stuff recently. Um, not gonna necessarily talk about it here because very, very in depth and very, very, a lot of stuff that I had to face the reality of in my life. But the one thing that has helped me be more joyful, be more loving. And also remind me of my situation is I forgot that one of the ways I connect with God the most isn't always reading, isn't prayer. I love to pray. I love all those things. It's worship. And when I worship randomly throughout the day or I go and I go in a room and I purposefully worship and like I took time to do that today and all these, I've actually been doing it very recently, just every single day that I, I think I forgot yesterday until late at night. But once I do that, I feel it's not even just I feel I am recharged and I feel it's different. It's different. I am more joyful because it also reminds me and I get to have this moment where I'm, I'm just doing this thing that one, I love to do, but two, I I don't know. It is, it's rejuvenating because Mm. it's this thing of like, you got to take that one thing that's been in your life that like, say you're not having fun. say you're not doing all these things. That's part of it. He tells you to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I think that's good, man. And I think for me, you know, part of it too, though, is, and I think that's good. Certain things speak out to others, but sometimes I think the things that are hard are also the things we need to do too. So like you said, worship fills you up, and I think that's awesome. And and we should all do that more. That's one of the ones that kind of slip out, right, that we oh, don't yeah. think about. That's but true. like meditating on the Word of God is also in there. Oh, yeah, very important. You know, and it's a supernatural thing, man. I, I don't know. I uh, if you If you're out there right now and you're struggling with meaning and purpose and I'm sorry, you know, as some of you may not be believers and you're like, what in the world? Why would I want to follow this? Here's the thing I'll tell you. Even in the moments when I feel the darkest and most hopeless, it, has, it never feels as hopeless as it was before Christ. Mm. 
And that's the truth. And I promise you that's the truth. And I'm sorry sometimes if we ever give you the, you know, the, the idea that that's not the case. That's so good, man. Um, that's a good reminder. You know, uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that's a great reminder. Because, like, that even makes me think about, like, my life. And, like, I know, like, because I, I, I'm sitting here. I'm, I was the one saying, like, hey, man, like, sometimes, you know, I don't feel like that I have a purpose. But, like, man, I do have a purpose. Like, I do. And, like, you know, one thing that I've learned throughout, you know, being a Christian is that, God, God does give a purpose in everything you do. You just have to be willing to see it and be willing to obey. Good. And like, so for me, I think I'm just buying into the lie from me from the enemy that uh, that there is no purpose when it's the complete opposite. And like, before I was saved, I did not have a purpose. You know, so like that was when I when I compare my life to before I knew Jesus to where I am now. You're right, man. There is so much to be thankful for, and like I do have purpose now. And, you know, it's just a matter of whether, A, I choose it and I obey or not if I'm willing. Like, so I appreciate you saying that because you're right, man. So I thank you because it made me think about that. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of things to be thankful for uh, in our life. And, you know, I don't want to talk about this yet because it's too early and out of respect for people, but lost someone in my life recently. Um, I know a good friend of mine, a brother who's got a family member that is really struggling with health issues too. And there's time when in those moments, I realize how absolutely childish I am Mm. to live in a way as though this life is not valuable. You know, because as much as you hate your life, I know somebody would trade you right now for it. That's and really that's good. the point, man. And it's like, I, for one, am tired of living in this culture, which I will t- it's kind of funny how this is all coming together, that romanticizes depression. I listened to a, uh, some guy, I think he was on The Voice, some guy named Bodhi, some of you Voice fans might like. He's a believer. I think he was third place. And he came out with this song, and I, it was accidental. I was kind of doing some research for the show on some news, and uh, he was a huge fan favorite, even though he didn't win, and put out this song called, I Believe Happy Now. And in it, he says, they asked him what it was about. And I, I didn't even want to look at this. I skipped the article like 12 times. I was like, who's Bodie? Who is this guy? <laughs> so I look up, and he's a believer. And he said, uh, I wrote Happy Now because I was tired. He already knew Jesus. I was tired. When I look at songs on the radio, I see they romanticize depression and the idea of, quote, let's be sad together, end quote. And, like, you're shaking your head, man, but isn't that what it is? Isn't that what you want to feel in that music you listen to? Don't you want to feel sad? Hmm. The question you got to like, so what I thought was cool is, and this is where he convicted me, man. And he made, and it's not even intentional. That's why I love the body of Christ. This guy says this thing that's impacted me for the last two days. He said, I decided to break up with depression. I'm done with it. And he wrote happy. Now he said, and he, he compared it to breaking up with an, with a girlfriend. He goes, it was, an, it was an unhealthy relationship. He goes, I still have these moments where it messes with me, right? That, that I want to think about it, but I'm so much better off and healthier than I was when I was living in it. So I guess the question is, man, do you maybe need to break up with depression? Like, do you need to, 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 you know, I know I do. Me too. The idea uh, of it. Absolutely. I need to break so up how did depression. he do it? Hmm. You know, and focusing on God. And I look down here at question number two that you can throw up when you do this. And I think the only reason I'm bringing it up is it directly what we're talking about. Um, 
have a feeling I know who this is, but it says, windmill-powered Christian, led by emotions, church hoppers, unstable, no focus on God. Your thoughts? Mm. <laughs> thoughts are, uh, it's exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And I like that he said windmill because it's kind of the same thing. Like you're, you, you are operating on something outside of yourself, not, not an energy within you. It's the situation around you. So when there's emotion and good emotion, my wheels will spin. Yeah. But when there's not, I just sit there. So I think that's really good, whoever wrote that. That's a that's a great reminder, and it's certainly a God thing. So a lot to be thankful for, man. Well, and that's why I was I was very appreciative of your Christmas message. Well, I was that's why it's really cool to come back to the positive of like, isn't it cool how like <laughs> that one comment, I still stick by it. But because even in the midst of you being encouraged, you had to throw that in there. That's true. And it's like you couldn't you you weren't allowed to just enjoy being encouraged. It's weird. That you know is weird. I mean? But I don't want to take away from the encouragement. Can you read that again so we come back to the encouragement of it, like the verse you read? Oh, yes. It says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Well, that fits perfectly. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why cr- I was like, whoa. That's crazy. Uh-huh. And that, thanks for sharing that with me, man, because it's actually really encouraging to me. And what verse is that? That is Proverbs twenty nine eighteen, and that was from the message version. Yeah, twenty nine eighteen. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, dude. And then, it, yeah, it, it just, it hit me, and I was like, dang, because then it made me think about your Christmas message, mm-hmm. and like, and I was like, man, there is so much to be thankful for. And, and you, just, like, you just encouraged me, dude, with that, because like, telling you, it kind of fits with what I'm saying, like where I've been, too. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's hard not to get sad when things happen. And it's true, man. And that's one thing, like, that's one thing that I... At the end, there, I'm taking. There's a few things that are key that I'm taking away from this conversation right now. One, I I really like what you said when you're quoting with Bodhi. Yeah, Bodhi about breaking up with depression. You're right. Like I need to break up with depression because I just sink into it and that's not okay, and it doesn't represent Christ. And like clearly, like I'm not happy. Like I'm not enjoying life to its fullest when Christ says I can. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, is like I need to quit living out of the situations in life. You know, because it's so easy. Like, if I focus on the situations, no wonder I'm going to be overwhelmed, anxious, sad, and just sit here and not do anything because it's just one thing after the other. <laughs> At least that's what it feels like a lot of the time. Yeah. And, and so it's like, if I'm not sitting here actually focusing on the good, like, no wonder, no wonder I am in the season that I'm in, you know? Yeah, and you kind of made me think, I think mine is not necessarily situationally. It's, I can't, I will not let go of my past. I feel like I've just ruined everything a lot of times. I'll live out of my past mistakes and sins. So it's not even so much the present. I just live out of this hopelessness of like, you're, you're always going to be what you've done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Past, even if it was 10 years ago, like it's hard, it's hard to move forward in that sometimes, which is still just as bad. It's haunting, man. And yeah. like, that's a good word for it. Dude, I understand that to an extent too. I, I think that I tend to look at it situationally. Like, I'll look at a situation like that I've messed up in, and I just like, I'm, and it's exactly what you said. I, I always think it's just going to be the same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I want to run. That's why I want to, you know, get away sometimes. But you can't. I know. <laughs> it'll haunt you. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, man, that's, 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 that's good. And the truth is, there's just so much to be thankful for. There mm-hmm. really is. I'm so blessed, man. I'm so blessed. You're so blessed. We really are. Yeah, dude. Um, and life is too short to focus on a lot of that junk, you know? <clears throat> um, You're right. And just to choose to just be joyful, man. And 
And now here's the thing to encourage us too. Those God's patient with you, dude. He loves you through this. He's not mad at you that you're sad. He's not mad at me. He's not mad at you out there listening. Um, he loves you. He, he want, it's not an anger or disappointment. It's a, he loves his child and he doesn't want you to live in that. Mm. And it, there's encouragement to me. And I've brought this up a lot that the apostle Paul wrestled with that at times. We know that, you know, at times that he was Jesus when he said, you know, I'm sorrowful to the point of death. We have moments we were talking before we went on, I think went on the air today. The difference between sorrow and depression. Right? Yep. That was before. Yep. You know, when I was thinking about this, so we can't control sorrow. Sad moments and trials are going to come. Yes. Those are external. But I think depression is different. And I think it's so, so to me, when I think it's like sorrow are the things that happen outside of us that make us sad, depression is like this internal thing that spills out. And I think depression, in the sense that is, is certainly not, I, I, I don't think that we're, we, we, that's something that we have to live in, man. You're I don't. right. I think, I think we've accepted that we do. Yep, the world say, tells us, like, can't control it. It's just, you know, even in the church, I'm like, I don't know, man. Jesus it's a choice. Like, could do a lot of, well, not, sometimes it's not a choice so much as, that's not what I mean. It's, there can be freedom in that. Hmm. Right? I mean, we're sitting here saying this guy, we believe him, and I do. He was raised from the dead, that he's changed us, made us new creatures. He has. Yeah. But, I, like, he, what about this? Fruit of the Spirit is peace, love, joy, faith, you know, all these things, which goes back to, if we don't have that fruit, man, are we doing what, it, what we need to do to be to abide in Jesus? Like he says in John, I believe, 15, might be 16, but um, when he says, you know, I'm the vine, you know, abide in me. You want to be healthy, you got you to gotta be connected to the vine. It's so good, man. And that I actually wrote something down, which was I put security in the gospel. Mm, that's and good. like there is security in the gospel and like what you're saying. And I wrote down confidence, boldness, peace, and joy. And, like, that all comes from, you know, if you choose joy, you know, I think that's, that is how you develop that security. And that, that's what comes, that's when your confidence develops. Your boldness comes out and you are more peaceful. And it's like, dang it, dude. Like, when exactly we, what you just said. When we, choosing joy to me, and I want to define that for people to listen, because we talk about that a lot around yeah. here in, in our little circle. What that means is it's, it's, it isn't necessarily faking it, but it's giving, it's, it's choosing to focus on the positive. And it's like I said one time, I don't know if I did this on air, but the time I come in and I said, I'm going to be positive for my brothers. It doesn't matter if I feel happy. The times I do that, you know what's crazy? I end up being joyful. <sighs> so like even changing my body language, this has been a big deal for me. I'm going to come in and I want to smile. Why would I not smile? Well, I can't control how I look. I hate that from like believers. Yes, you can. You can choose to do this. If you can't watch, I'm making a pressed angry face or you can choose to do this. Like, you can choose that. You absolutely can. And why is that not a, like, I don't know. Anyway, that's what choosing joy is, is choosing to focus on that stuff. So it's a good mm. conversation, man. Yeah, dude. If you're out there and you're struggling, you're, there's nothing wrong with you. You're not broken. You know, um, times are tough sometimes, but they pass. You know, God's mercies are new every day, it says. And please don't live in, in this momentary feeling, struggle, or trial, and let it become... Your, your permanent reality. Because when you do that, you'll make decisions that you'll regret. Man, that's good. Dude. So please, if you're out there and you're struggling, whether it's with sadness, depression, you need someone to talk to, please take us at our word. Please get a hold of us using the link at www.theremnant.live slash real-talk. Um, we'll throw the, the, the church that puts us on their phone number on here. Yeah. Um, you can call us. Uh, that the church phone number, leave a voicemail. We'll get a hold of you. There's someone always uh, that will hear that or check that. Like we, you're not alone. Um, 
and you're not alone in the feeling that you have. And sometimes it is encouraging. That's why I think it's good that you still share this, dude. Yeah. Because you're still here and still walking through that. And that's good because... There's hope, man. Yeah, there's always hope. That's exactly right. There's and when hope. you When you live like the, those circumstances are reality, you lose hope. Yes. And then when you lose hope, the enemy comes in there, right? And that's what he wants to do. He wants to steal your hope. He it's wants crowned, to tell man. you that, that this is it permanent. So, hey... You know, whatever it is, whether it's hurt yourself, walk away, give up. You know, yep. that's that's the big lie, man. Man, dude, that's so... And that's what he wants to do. Like, he, that's a good point. He says that. Our enemy prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yep. So, constantly you're not prowling. alone. God is so good, guys. And I'm telling you right now, we need to spend more time because we do a lot of laughing, too. We laugh and joke and have fun. And, like, life is, life is better than we maybe sometimes show you guys. That's um, true. So we're sorry <laughs> for that. We want to focus more on that stuff too. Get back to that. Definitely. Been a weird year. But you know what? It God is been. good. Amen, dude. And like it's something that, you know, I gotta I know that this is all real. And I know that like I can, you know, when I choose to live out of it, how how beautiful life is, man. I've seen it, I've experienced it, and it's like, man, just gotta get back there. Amen, dude. I get it. Good stuff. Good convo. Hope you guys Absolutely, enjoyed that. Man, I love um, it. Hope you know that you're loved, that God loves you, we love you, that you have value. Please, please, please hear me. This too shall pass. It will. What you're going through, the struggles you're going through, it will pass. I've been in moments where it feels like the darkness you're in is like permanent, but it's not. It's mm. not permanent. It's not. No. So hold on. God's coming. Um, anyway. A lot of stuff to talk about. I feel like we've went long, so I don't want to get into it. I do have thoughts on these Muslim, Muslim, trying to start to say it the way they do. Mm. Mus, Muslim. 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 I think that's how they call it. They say mm. Muslim apologists. Um, it's interesting. It's been interesting to watch uh, and listen to. <clears throat> um, well, when they talk to atheists, much of what they say will be how a Christian apologist will talk to them at first. Interesting. Almost exactly. In fact, the one guy I thought was a Christian apologist until I started listening more. Now, it's so funny, though, man. Every time I listen, uh, I'm not saying this across the board, but he, that guy definitely, this one I was listening listen to, definitely does not like Christians, man. Mm. And some of his claims I'd love to talk about sometime of we have double standards and we, you know, we don't have answers and all these things. It's very interesting. Wow. Um. And they're converting people, man. It's scary. Yeah. Very scary. You know, so, I I know yeah. that, you know, I know you've been you've been kind of talking about this for a few days now. So like I know like you've been you've been diving in, dude. And I know you've been you've been watching stuff and you know doing your research and it's like Yeah. You know, because you I mean, there's been a significant rise, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting, man. Um it's very interesting. <clears throat> I haven't, to encourage people, none of their answers have shaken me at all. In fact, most of them, I still feel pretty confident in what they're trying to say because it's not, I don't want to get into that too much, but <laughs> I'll just tell you this. Like, I love apologetics. Yep. Um, like, you can't be afraid of questions, right? You you know, the Bible says have, a, have an answer for every season, have an answer for the things that are happening. And, you know, it's good to know what they're, what, what the charges they're giving people. But most of them, if I'm honest, are pretty, like the ones they think are super deep. At least the one to me is pretty, pretty lame. If I'm 
wise. Um, because it, it always comes back to who God is, hmm. who he says he is. Good stuff. Yeah, I, I would go into it more, but probably not a good time for it. I understand. Um, I will say this. Real news, real views. Another man, I just feel like we don't have a lot of time. I understand, man. Maybe we'll talk about some of this on live. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> there's definitely some things you guys got to pay attention to. There's some big stuff coming out on, on Twitter. Oh, yes. About what happened. Uh, Elon Musk owns Twitter now, if you didn't know, and he's been dropping some bombs, releasing behind-the-scenes files. These are facts. These are not conspiracy theories. And if you believe that, then, uh, you know, I got some swampland to sell you. Like, it's you'll believe anything. Um, it's a fact. So about what, how Twitter particularly, but others too, were being used to propagate the same message over and over again that wasn't necessarily true. Yep. So we'll talk about that later, a little, little, little nugget for you. But we probably should get into these questions. So unless you guys have anything else. I don't think so, man. Cool. Awesome, man. There's a lot of news. Be a long story. I want to talk about geoengineering. You guys hmm. hear about this? I They're think start- I might have heard a little bit of something. Oh, yeah, man. They, now, they, they've said they could do this for a while. Um, in Dubai, did you know they do that all the time? They make it rain in Dubai all the time. They're well, filthy rich country, but they're doing it. They're starting to test it here of changing the weather. Yeah, man. It's That's very, very interesting. It's terrifying. I have been saying this all this year that they can control the weather. Uh, I feel so, I don't know what the word is, vindicated. but it's so vindicated. Yeah. Yeah. I believe they've been able to do this for much longer than they I realized. agree, but I think it's interesting that it's coming out. Um, so we'll yeah, talk about that, you know, the thoughts of that. I'll talk about Neuralink. Elon Musk is coming out. He says within, I believe, a year, um, he believes it'll be ready for humans. Uh, very interesting. He That's claims, terrifying. I don't know, you guys heard what he said he can do with Neuralink. It says it will allow per- paralyzed people to walk. It will allow blind people to see. What? You didn't know that? Huh. No. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. How is that possible? That's a, because that's of what it can do with the nerves and stuff, man. How control. Unbelievable. Um, you know, and then, but that leads to a an interesting, an interesting discussion for later on. All right. Those don't sound, those are good, right? That's cool if you can allow a paralyzed person to walk. I think that's awesome. Yeah. What if it? you just want it so your IQ goes up by 10 points? Is that Okay. At what point are we, you know, we is, is there a here? line to draw? Yeah. Or, and should we consider that now? Ah, man, hey, I would say yes. It's going to be only available to the rich at first. I mean, obviously. Well, they say, oh, they yeah. say the first people who get it, they'll be billionaires within yeah. a month. Well, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I wonder if Elon will get it himself. That'll be a big, interesting thing to me. Be an interesting indicator in whether to get it. <laughs> I'm sure he won't be the first one. <laughs> uh, anyway. Crazy Dude, stuff is, going on. Wow. But let's get to some questions here and, and some comments. Number one. Hello, young men. That includes you, Todd. <laughs> LOL. How did you guys start your day today? First, first focus, yourself or God? I love real talk. We mm. love you too. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, today specifically, um, I kind of woke up pretty anxious, so it was more myself, um, so if, sorry, if, if I'm honest. So, um, so, so sorry. So, yeah, today I think I was more focused on myself today. Um, I had some car issues that I've kind of been a little, I've been trying not to be anxious about, but it's, I'm just naturally anxious about it because I hate that I don't have like a car. Yeah, I get it. So, unfortunately for me, it's been, I was more focused on myself today. <sighs> Man, that's a good question. How did I start my day today? 
How did I start it? I don't know. I, I, I guess if I say it wasn't Jesus, it must have been myself. Mm. Um, I definitely did pray, and I did, but I, I don't know. I guess maybe that was myself. Mm. Let's see. I think we'll try to. So sorry if you guys heard my paper hit the mic. Um, Let's see here. It says, number one here for me. I had a random thought pop in my head today. It's so cool how many babies are at the remnant. It makes me think in a different way about how the Lord is adding to our numbers daily. Yeah, that's a that is an interesting way to think about it. I never thought about it that way. Mm-hmm. There have been a lot. The remnants, the church, the sponsor of this show. If you you wanna you know don't know, um, at our church there's been a bunch of babies born recently. We're growing in general, man. It's been wild. It, it dude, it's it's it is wild to see just the growth that we've been yeah. having. Scary, but in a good way. Absolutely. All right, some of these I think we might save for tomorrow. Some of the deeper ones, like the the pre mill, uh, post mill question there. Okay. Um, but number two, well, I already did the windmill, so I'll skip. Love this verse. Any comments? The righteous man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his, and it puts godly beliefs, how blessed, happily spiritually secure, are his children after him. Hmm. That was the example. That's from the Amplified. It's Proverbs 27. 20, chapter 20, verse 7. I think that, to me, my, you know, my, my first comment on this is that it shows the importance of the influence you have on your children. Um I think that, you know, being, you know, especially being a man, you know, the, being the provider of a family, you know, you have such an important role in in how, you know, you influence your kids and how you show them how to live, you know, and show them Christ and show them strength and show them you know, what it really means to be a man, you know, or even if it's a daughter, you know, you get to show them, you know, what it means to be, you know, a man that she would want. You know, so it's it's important, man, and I and I love this verse because you know it talks about a man who walks in integrity and lives life in accord with his godly beliefs. Like that is so important. So, just from, that's what it reminds me of. <coughs> kind of fits what we're saying too today, also, man. Just about you got to live this out. That's when you're going to be blessed. <sighs> yeah, good. legacy. It's been a big word for me lately. I've told I've talked to you guys. That's what it reminds me. That reminds me of legacy. Mm. Um, I would just jump to like probably four. Okay, three verses young parents might want to think about. If you want to. So it says, direct your children onto the right path, and when they are older, they will not leave it. That's Proverbs 22, 6. Uh, next one is Proverbs 19, 18. It says, discipline your children while there is hope, otherwise you will ruin their lives. And then the last one's Colossians 3, 21. Fathers, do not provoke or irritate or exasperate your children with demands that are trivial or unreasonable for, or humiliating or abusive, nor by favoritism or indifference, treat them tenderly with loving and loving kindness, so they will not lose heart and become discouraged or unmotivated with their spirits broken remember parents you're building a legacy that's colossians 321 from the amplified oh yes um remember parents you're building a legacy being a parent today is very difficult the world wants to to train our children in evil we must not let that happen i encourage you parents stay strong the bible is not a suggestion book it is (laughs) god's instruction book for living life preaching man yeah it's good i like that i think a lot of that you know it's funny um particularly in the church the idea of disciplining children you know it's like two extremes. You don't do it at all, or you like beat them. And I don't think that has to be that way. That's good. Um, and I like direct your children on the right path. And when they're old, they're not leave it. You know that that's talking about God. You know, make sure you're. God kind of goes with that verse before. Yeah. Um, you know, living it out so that you're you're setting them up and seeing they see God in you and they want to they want to. I like follow that him too. You just said living it out, so you're setting them up. I love yeah. that. All righty, I think some of these here, man, are pretty good. Oh, yeah. The um, 
Hmm. <laughs> decisions, decisions. Yeah. So let me think. I think I'll go with this one. Question is, have you guys ever struggled with sexual dreams? I have, and I know I can't control my dreams, but I still feel awkward when around the people that the dream was about. Hmm. Really good question. Um, really uh, honest question. Oh, yeah. Um, yes, I have indeed str- struggled with sexual dreams before, especially because of my past. Um, you know, I, I used to be a sexually active person. So, you know, that definitely kind of haunts me at times. Um, whether yeah, it's with the Quins. Yeah. Yes. So, whether that's with, you know, I can tr- tend to have dreams of people that I have had sex with, or I can, um, or I've had I've had times where I've you know I've had dreams with other people that I haven't had sex with that I did have sex with in my dreams and I understand that awkward feeling so like you're not alone in that. Um, I was trying to see, but yes, I have struggled with that. Um, the hope is is that you know, I guess for me like I I don't let that like I don't let those sexual dreams like simmer. I tell people mm-hmm. so like. I guess my encouragement to you is like, don't, and which is cool that you asked this question, because right? I feel like that's what you're doing. But like, you know, don't don't let that first off define you, and make it make you feel like you're wrong because you're not. You couldn't control that, but also like, make sure you have people around you that you can tell people about it because then you're not alone in it. Because when you're alone in it, even if you want to do the right thing, it can be very tempting to do the wrong thing. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, you're not alone. All right. Um, yeah, I think you can't control your dreams. It can make it awkward. You know, it doesn't mean you're some, you even have some deep fantasy. The brain's a weird thing, you know, and and it is awkward when it's someone, you know, a friend or, you know, someone from work or even church, you know, um, the big thing is don't feed that, you know, don't feed those dreams. And I think sometimes that can happen is you don't want to feed that dream because that dream itself may not be lustful you know what i'm saying right. you can't control that but when you come out of it don't feed it mm. you know what i'm saying um, because good, then man. that can create almost a fantasy versus a dream and once it becomes a fantasy then it's a problem sometimes <laughs> you know what i mean oh yeah sometimes people go what do you mean by fantasy todd well yeah i mean it becomes something more than a dream hmm. i've had dreams where i woke up i was like married to someone uh in the dream that i've never been in a relationship with someone a friend you know from church or, or from work and yep. then you feel weird around him. Not even, it's not even sexual. It's just like, I feel like I know you, but I don't. It is a powerful <laughs> thing, and it fades. So you're not, the biggest thing is don't feel shame on that. You can't control that, um, but making sure you're not feeding it is, is a big deal. So really honest question. Yeah, man. All right. I, uh, let's see. I um, just go right there. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. What, number one or number two? One. I, okay. I do I have a biblical role to lead my f- uh, family, uh, mom and dad, when both my parents are still alive and claim to be believers, when you can argue saying they are not? Um, well, you don't have a biblical role to lead your parents at all. Um, so it's a tough question without details. There, as far as having a biblical role to lead your parents, you don't have that. Um, if you mean because you feel like you are looked to as a spiritual leader, that that's happened before with certain people, or um, you know, in certain situations. So, um, I guess to answer your question directly, no, you don't have a biblical role to lead them. What does it look like to love them in that? I don't know for sure without mm. details. But no, there's no biblical role to lead your mom and dad. You are to take care and honor your mom and dad. You know, to honor your father and mother. What that looks like in different situations, right, is different. Mm-hmm. So anyway, good question. Yeah, man. Um. This week, what ha- what from God's word has spoken to you? 
So, kind of discussed it earlier. Um, I was reading through Proverbs. Um, there was a couple other ones that stuck out to me, so I'll share a, another one. Um, it says, um, this is Proverbs twenty nine twenty one, and again, this is from the message version. Uh, it says, if you let people treat you like a doormat, you'll be quite forgotten in the end. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was like, huh. So it's funny that we talk about worth, like value, self-value, and like how like when you're in a relationship with Christ, you tend to naturally have a better value of yourself because you know who you are through Jesus and you're not on your own merit. So, good, you know, I know for me when I'm on my own merit, man, I do let people treat me like I'm just a doormat and like I don't like and I have no confidence to like pick myself up. And so like the, the beauty, though, is that when I'm when I am living and who I really am and through Christ, man, like. I can do that. I know I can. I can. Like, that backbone's there, and that confidence is back. So, like, that just really stuck out to me, because um, especially when it talks about you'll be quite forgotten in the end, because it's like, you know, people, whether it's people who are trying to wait on you to get up, or, you know, it's the people who are treating like a doormat, either way, they have to keep moving. And if mm. you're not moving, then that's that's what's going to happen. <coughs> yeah, that's interesting. Um, mine would be uh, Philippians, was in Philippians 2.14, it's kind of just been staying on my uh, 14 and 15. It says, do everything without grumbling and arguing, which is grumbling is complaining, right? So that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like stars in the world by holding firm to the word of life. Man, dude. So when you don't grumble and argue, you, you, you stand out in a generation does and beyond that by and yeah. how do you do that well you got to hold firm to the word of life which is the bible the truth man dude that's really good, good stuff thank you for sharing that oh yeah um oh i think you're up man oh yes and we'll just call her there I it think. says last three years have lost six to death dad two cousins brother-in-law uh aunt and a friend to suicide the suicide uh bothers me the most he was like, okay, my pause. Brother. He wasn't saying all those people committed suicide. The way you read that kind of implied that. Oh, it my is. bad. Three years have lost six to death. Dad, two cousins, brother-in-law, aunt, and a friend to suicide. Yeah, there we go. Sorry about that. That's all right. I just want to make sure people did. <laughs> yes. And it says, the suicide bothers me the most. He was like my little brother. How do I cope with this? Uh, strange timing for me. Um, I've actually had several friends... Um, Several people I know commit suicide. Three, specifically. Um, two in the last probably year, year and a half. Um, how do you cope with this? Cling to Jesus and, uh, you know, ask him to heal your heart. Love the people that are affected by it. Mm. You know, be there for them the best you can. Talk with people about it. Process those emotions. What it can, because it does make you think different. And sometimes you can feel like you're in a dark place when you're around someone like, because you start to put yourself in their shoes and what, what they were going through. And um, don't carry guilt. It's not yours to carry. You know, so many times we think if we'd done something different, we could have stopped it. It feels true, but it's not. Hmm. Um, yeah, man. And, and then ask God what, you know, what he's trying to, those things don't happen for you, but we can learn from them. And and let it drive you to be even more passionate about telling people the truth of the gospel, and and to have hope. 
because yeah, man, it's a hard, it's a dark world, and like that verse said, actually, in the, in the, the world needs hope, needs Jesus. Amen, dude. Amen. So I'm sorry that happened to you. That's a lot, and I understand it. Suicide's a strange thing. It's a strange thing. It stirs up a lot of emotions in all in in all the people that are affected by it. Mm. You know, whether you're immediate family member, whether you're a friend, or whether you're even kind of a friend of a friend. It's just, it's just a very surreal thing that someone's there one day and gone the next, you know, by a choice. Hmm. And I'm a, you know, I'm, I've always been a person that it's easy for me to put myself in people's shoes sometimes and, and to put yourself in that moment of hopelessness is, uh, you can't stay there. Don't let yourself be sucked into that because that can be bad. But yeah, yeah. pray for those that are hurting, man. It's it's, it's, uh, it's a very surreal thing. I know the first time my first my friend this is ten years uh, probably twelve years ago. I ignored it for a long time. I didn't talk about it. I didn't go to his funeral. I and that's I'm ashamed to say that. And I I actually was with him that night, two hours before he he took his life. Mm. And I think I just didn't I just did not handle that man i didn't i did not handle it i ran from it uh, but it still pops up i still think about him every probably every month um so don't do that <laughs> you know, process those things otherwise yeah you, you'll you'll never you'll just keep coming back to it you know? yeah so hmm. sorry to hear that it's good man Anyway, we had a long show today. We probably ought to call it. Yeah, it has been a, a lot long. of good questions. We have a lot of questions to give them tomorrow. Or, yeah, tomorrow live, right? Yep, live. So many good things to talk about, man. We got so many good articles, so many uh, so many things I want to dig in with you, you pod squad, but pod squatters. Good show today. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks to you too, like man. To yes, uh, please just like and share the video that you're watching it from, no matter what platform that is. It helps us so much. And leave a little blurb at the top. Tell people why you watched it. Uh, thank you guys so much for just sticking with us and watching it or, or listening on the podcast and just being a part of our family. And you guys are the only reason why this happens. So you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, and I love you. All right. Got anything? Fun turn? If you're on the podcast, please do leave us a uh, five-star review. We really appreciate that. Leave a little blurb down there. It doesn't have to be too deep. Uh, can be if you would like, and we definitely appreciate those. But uh Leave something. What's your favorite sandwich? Your favorite type of peanut butter? Your favorite uh, Mexican dish? <laughs> um, definitely just uh, put that down there. It really helps us on the business end of things, and it will help get us out there farther. It will help the algorithm like us more, so therefore more people get to come and hear this, these awesome conversations. Thank you. Good stuff. We love you guys. Appreciate you so much. want to leave you with this. There's always hope. God loves you. Listen to me. It doesn't have to feel real to be true. God loves you right where you're at. There's always hope. Don't give up. Hope you guys have a great day, and God bless you.